episode 416. Thank you all for listening to episode 415, The Velcro Shoe Dilemma. I am Gray Lamarck, here with my co-host. Mr. Mayor. And Space Jam Parrot. And returning as our fourth host, no, it's not Cody. This man is better than Cody. He is the Steph Curry champion of Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune, Family Feud, Anything we do, trivia, pigskin pick them, college bull pick them. He's the man, Jeremy. Thank you for having me again. I don't. I am not better than Cody, though. There's no <laughs> no way. Well, are you here? True. Today okay. you're better than Cody. Okay. <laughs> the, only, the only thing he's not better is newly formed Cleveland Cavalier, Donovan Mitchell. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you very hey. much. You're on this week. Thank you for giving us your best player and uh, pushing us to that next level. But enjoy Colin Sexton. He is very good. I'm very disappointed that he had to go. I actually have his jersey, so that one hurt a little bit. I think it was a good trade for both teams. I think both so, teams are going to benefit. So what what was the, the parameters of the trade before we even thank sponsors or anything? What was I know that was big for both of you guys. Uh, what I think they got Sexton, a couple other players, and three. we got we got Marketin, who's pretty good. Marketin too, yep, that's right. Then we then we got the draft pick they, they just uh, had this past draft. Um, the guy from Kansas, who I don't know much about, but I guess it's pretty good. And then like three first round picks or something crazy. So it's a win for both sides. Like, yeah, we know yeah. the Jazz are trying to rebuild. They got Danny Ainge, so they're going to stockpile draft picks and never use them. And then. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, the Cavs are getting pushed that next level. Yeah. Yeah. I heard some things that they're trying to do this because they want one more shot at LeBron at the end of his career. And then um, with Brock, the problem is if you have that team, you're not, you're most likely it's, I'm not saying you're not going to get Bronny, but most likely you're not going to get a, a top pick for Bronny there. So, and do I you think anyways, yeah, I don't even think he's going to well, go. They just one, traded either. all their firsts. Yeah, and he probably won't go one. He did. He did look good in the Ohio, the Ohio State gear, though. Who's that, Bronny? Oh yeah. Is he going to Ohio State? No, he just put on the jersey and all that. You know, when obviously you're recruited, they did all. They tried. Oh to, yeah, yeah, yeah. LeBron and Mama James there with uh, their Ohio State stuff on, and they were at the Buckeyes game, all that good stuff. So, so the Cavs sent uh, Markinen, Okai Agbaji. Colin Sexton and three unprotected first round picks and two swaps, 26 and 28. So the next five draft, well, five drafts starting in 2025. Whew. Yep. So Cleveland, Cleveland's got to win. So Sexton agreed to a four year, $72 million sign and trade. That's good. Yeah. He stays healthy. He's, he's a, he's a top five point guard in the league. Eh, a top 10 point guard in the league. I shouldn't say top five, but. Top seven point guard in the league. How about that? I think works out for everybody. Everybody wins. Um, but uh, we'll go into some things here, but let's thank some people. Thanks to Wes Anderson for moments in time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on the Twitter at Songs by Wes. Thanks to All Work Clothing, the first sponsor of Over the Line Podcast. By the way, uh, I was supposed to go there today, so I'll have to go there tomorrow because uh got to pick up the new hats are in. The black with the red trim, OTL. So nice. we'll have to get in there, get that. He's got the hats done for me. I got to email him back and let him know that, uh, hey, I got to pick those up. So sorry. Did you, uh, did you get baby head sizes? Yeah, I got you a small medium. Sweet. 
<laughs> hopefully they call that a schmedium. Hopefully that fits the baby parrot. <laughs> I think that should do. Yeah, I, I would hope so, parrot. Oh man, and then uh, we got to thank Crandall's Quad and Landscaping. Give Sean a call four one nine seven zero four five four seven one. Serves the Toledo surrounding areas and not somewhere in Kansas. <laughs> thank you, Sean. Um, thank you to Sparty Steve, one of the primary supporters of the show financially. So thank you, Sparty Steve. And last but not least, Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com. Yeah, make sure you get yourself over to datingtransformation.com and get that free consultation from Connell. And in the meantime, get over to amazon.com and get Connell's book, Dating Sucks, But You Don't. All right. So one thing I wanted to mention is um, I I started, well, I, started, I told you guys kind of in the chat, I started watching that, uh, the Captain series, the, I'm on episode six. It is really solid, you know, being, and if you're a Yankees fan or not, I mean, obviously, obviously if you're a Yankees fan, you love it, but they do hit up on uh, all the things Jeter and I respect him even more because they start with him as a kid, what he grew up on, what happened growing up in a biracial home, having that happen, wanted to be the best. He's like, you know, when I was in, uh, when I was in high school, I wanted to be the best player nationally and I was rated fifth. You know who number one was? Hmm. No, before he actually Jeter won player of the year. But uh, before that, it was Johnny Damon was ranked number one while he was five. So, yeah, they so they go through that. They go through his you know rookie season, how the Yankees were slumping. They were bad. They go through the thing with him and A-Rod, you know, going up and the different parties. They talk about the gift bags (laughs) and he makes a good comment about that. A guy said, hey, man, a fan came up to him and said, hey, you know, I, I, I. I, because of you, I, I give gift bags out now. And he's like, the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> it's so Jeter talked about that and, you know, talk about A-Rod coming and then uh, some things that happened with him and Steinbrenner. They goes through the seasons and, um, you know, goes through them winning the titles, goes through them losing to the Red Sox, you know, in that 2004 series. And that was rough for me to watch again because I was like, oh, boy. I remember this like it was yesterday because I was, in, you know, I was a uh, senior in high school at the time. And uh, it was fall senior year. I remember when they lost game seven. I mean, I knew it was happening. I remember how I was sitting on my bed, one leg out and the other leg up and my head just on my knee, just like, well, tomorrow's going to suck at school. Because <laughs> they just choked that away. Awful. But good series. I mean, I because I know Jeter and I know the whole history, of course, I enjoy it. But uh, And since I knew that, it was just kind of revisiting history. But, of course, I like Jordan's more because i didn't know as much as i did about you know the jeter stuff but still much uh much respect to jeter and uh how he was as a player and a person so it's a good series so far there's three episodes left i think so got to find something else to watch on uh on the old espn films anything else out there i don't think there's anything that i've watched lately on i'm watching a lot of cooking shows yeah kelly has too I had a dream that I, that's how many I've watched. I had a dream that I put strawberries in a salad and I got booted off a competition. So don't do that. <laughs> put strawberries in a salad. No, that'll, yeah. get you, that'll get you kicked off. <laughs> I don't know what's worse. The fact that I got kicked off in my dream or the fact that I had a dream about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we got that. 
there's another show that's coming out in, well, Cobra Kai season five starts Friday. So we'll be watching that this weekend. The fam, it's one of our shows and uh, Pinocchio comes out tomorrow on Disney plus live action. Tom Hanks, one of the greatest actors of all time is Geppetto. That'll be good. Live action Geppetto. And um, he reminds me of a Geppetto. He does. And um, then in November, what I'm really looking forward to is that show that's coming out, I think, on Paramount, Tulsa King, where Stallone is a former mobster. So looking forward to seeing that. You'll have to see. I don't know if you've seen the previews. It looks really good. I don't even think I've heard that yet. That yeah, Tulsa King comes out in November. That's, I think, what I'm looking forward to outside of Cobra Kai. So we'll see what happens. Other than that, um, we got to get into some sports picks. We have had a ton of things happen this past week, so we'll talk about that. You just want to start in NASCAR first, get that out of the way? Yeah, let's do NASCAR first. There we go. They raced at uh, Darlington last week. We had Eric Jones win, one guy, and not in the playoffs. Uh, missed it by one week. So, uh, yeah, first week of the playoffs and a non-playoff winner. I'm sorry, a non-playoff uh, guy won the race. 17th winner this year, by the way. Yep, 17th different. I have a feeling we're going to have a couple more here as they go. Um, three of us picked Kevin Harvick, who had an unfortunate car fire, which didn't know about. Um, and as we were drafting on Sunday night in our draft that uh, Gray and I are both in, <laughs> he just kept saying something about fire, fire, fire. I'm like, oh, God, fire. And he looks over. I was like, are you like, on fire? Like, what? what? Yeah, I said, bear, finally bear looked, we're on like, fire. Oh, yeah, we're that's what you fire. said. We're on fire. I was like, what are you talking about? Because <laughs> Bear's like, doing the draft board. I'm sitting right in front of him. <laughs> like, I have like no Bear, idea. we're on fire. What? what? We're on fire? We're not even, no one's even <laughs> picking here. I'm very confused. <laughs> I turn around and see, unfortunately, Harvick's car on fire. All I saw was the bush light like on the back, and I was like, oh, Bear, we're on fire. <laughs> right, as, right as we talk about how like 20 races in a row, he uh, at this track, he doesn't. Yeah. But top 10 worse than a top 10 and uh yeah of course we jinxed it so sorry that's uh that's our fault kevin harvick we apologize for almost catching you on fire uh, but we were not the worst finish that unfortunately went to parrot chase elliott finished in dead last got into a wreck so that means cody <laughs> bubble wallace gets him a nine so and we, we picked that for him too he you know, and he's not here so i'm assuming we're going to pick for him again this week but cody on the comeback trail um, so where are we at with, we know our standings didn't move anywhere. Dub uh, eliminated himself. He needed to get a two, um, to stick around. So I pretty much he's done. So updated standings. I'm at 13 and a half. You're at 14.2 average. You are at 397 points. I am at 379. So 18, still 18 points. Just flop it. Could change in a week. Um, this week, I know we're at Kansas. Kansas. Hollywood this- casino, 400. Yep, looking forward to that. The race that Kurt Busch won to get into the playoffs earlier this year, he will not be racing in it. So we're going to not give Cody Kurt Busch. And uh, I myself am hoping not to jinx a guy. In his last 10 races, he has nine top 10. So hopefully I don't jinx this. Knock on wood. Give me Martin Truex Jr. I know where I wanted to go this week. Um. I'm only 18 behind, right? Yep. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with him as well. He was gonna be my pick this week. I'm not telling you. I'm just uh no, it's fine. I agree. I I, I 
Um, I think that this is definitely a guy who, again, who's not in the playoffs, who could win. And I could definitely see two back-to-back non-playoff guys win races here. And I think he finished sixth here in the spring race. Uh So had a good finish there. So, yeah, I'd be surprised if Truex uh, pops one in there, gets a dub for us. And uh, speaking of dub, dub took William Byron, who in his last four races has three top tens. Average finish? 9.8 9.8 race very well at Darlington. I think he got into some stuff. So had a, had a position a little further back, but had a really good car. So wouldn't be surprised if he had another one this week. All right. So, uh, Parate, it's up to you. I am going to go with Mr. Kyle Bush. It's a good pick. Kyle Bush has uh three top fives in the last four races and won one of those races. It's a good pick. Mm-hmm. All, All right, right. So who is so the most Kansas person? I think it would be, I think we got to give him Kevin Harvick. Well, did you want to do that or do we want to go Hollywood Casino, go with a gamble? Ooh, I like that. Harvick's a California boy. He's not Kansas. I can remember Kansas is like, no, oh. I, but I thought of Bush and I thought of that. So, um, you want to go, would, you want to go with a gamble, like a legit gamble. I say it's the Hollywood Casino 400. We got to go with a gamble. So I think we need to gamble on somebody who has a little bit of track success here. Um, someone not in the playoffs. I think we need Brad to Kozlowski. Okay, we can do that. I like that. Let's gamble with Brad Kozlowski. Sorry, man. Brad Kozlowski. Cody, that, that is your gamble for the week. Let's be like, who's the most Kansas person we got? We'll get to get a witness. <laughs> I'll be so mad. We're gonna the, uh... we're gonna pick better for Cody than we are for us. Keener Falfa hits Grand Slam, Yanks four fifteenth inning. Huh. Four to one, fifth inning. Oh, I thought he said fifteenth. Um, yeah, it's my dad. He doesn't text right. Jeremy, celebrity pick. Who you got this week? Yes. Uh, when in doubt, I just go with Kyle Larson. So <laughs> I, like I like it. it. Good pick. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good pick. He races well here also. Um and just really quick, updated playoff standings as they stand right now. Logano's in first, Byron second, Hamlin third, Bell fourth, Reddick fifth, Blaney sixth, Larson seventh, Chastain eighth, Elliott ninth, who was first coming into this, Bowman tenth, Kyle Bush eleventh, Daniel Suarez sitting in twelfth above the cut line, two points above number 13, Austin Sindrick, four points above Austin Dillon, 10 points above Chase Briscoe, and 13 points above Kevin Harvick. So still really tight there to uh, get that, but we still have uh, what two more races, right? Yeah. If could Pretty you do tight, me? But... Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Two Texas races until the cut. So we got this one, Kansas, Bristol, and then it's the cut after Bristol it's cut, is the cut. It's a cut at three. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. So, so it's three, three, races. three, and then it's the championship. So, um, Bear, if you could do me a favor, because I want to make sure we're going to highlight this real quick before we go into our, our picks and say in the NFL, we got pigskin pick them. I need you to A, text me the link, and B, tell the 14 listeners or three listeners or 47 or 12,000 that we have oh. what they can do to get there. Text you the link. I'm just going to say it right now, and you're going to go right to it, just like our listeners would. So for our ESPN pigskin pick on which starts when you're listening to this, by the way, the Bills and Rams will be playing when you're listening to this. So make sure you get them in before then. You need to go to ESPN.com. You need to go to the fantasy tab. 
you have to go to Pigskin Pick'em 2022. When you have your team in there, you can go ahead and select groups or show groups, search groups, whichever. And our group is Over the Line Podcast. That is our group name. So is it one word or two or seven? One one word over capital O, the capital T, line capital L, podcast capital P, all one word jammed together. Over the line podcast. We have two people in right now, so we're on fire. (laughs) Um, So we might not be having to give out swag this year. One One of them is me. And the other is us. <laughs> yes. I'm so going to join point, it too to make it three. There we go. So at this point, yeah, we're, uh, we, we need some of you guys in there. So if you're listening, get in. Even if you miss Thursday, you can still get in on Sunday. One game isn't going to hurt you. So yeah, ESPN.com. Go to the Fantasy tab. Go to Pigskin Pick'em 2022. Search groups, Over the Line podcast, all one word. And join our group and play for a chance to beat us. If you do, you know what you'll get. You'll get some swag. We've been giving it away to random people for the last, I don't know, two times, right? Two or three times, it seems like, yep. giving some of our swag away out. So, oh, look, now there's three of them in there. So make sure you join. Get in here. Beat us. You get to hear our picks before they even go. So you can use our picks against us anytime you want. We give you guys the advantage, the listener the advantage, because that's what we are. We're a very listener-friendly podcast. Yes. So my picks are in Marcus Wellington for Prez. I like it. So over the line pod. So it's pigskin ESPN pigskin pick them. 22 is over the line podcast. Yep. Cool. All right. So we got that. We're going to rock away with that. We're going to get into our picks because that is the next thing we need to do. So let's recap week one of NCAA, uh, just updated standings. I mean, it's real early in the season. Bear is four, five, and one. Dub, three, six, and one. Gray, seven, two, and one. Cody, five, four, and one. Parrot, five, four, and one. Jeremy, zero, zero, zero. So we got to get, uh, I got to get Jeremy a space in here. I think I already did. I did. So we're going to have that there. Jeremy's going to be in. We got NFL starting this week. Just to recap some some of the games last week, Bama put a hurting on Utah State as we thought they would. Buckeyes did win 31 to 20, 21 to 10. 21 10. 21 10. I knew it was something like that. 21 10. So Notre Dame covered at 17. Georgia scored seven touchdowns. On their first seven drives, they won 49 to three. Um, I think we weren't surprised by their offense. Bear and I were talking about this earlier. It was their defense that shocked us. And that yeah. tight end, I t- we were talking before the show, that tight six, seven. Like I watched him truck people. I watched him hurdle people. I'm like, that dude's an athlete. You know, my big thing with that is I totally forgot. Totally. for. I don't even know if I knew. If I did know, I totally forgot that Bo Nix was the quarterback at Oregon. If I would have known that, I would have been 100% on Georgia to win by 70, not just 46. <laughs> disappointed I didn't do my research, or I would have never picked Oregon. Bo Nix is now 0-5 against Georgia. I would have never done it, ever. It was terrible, bad. That's why I do your research, kids. We all took Georgia Tech, Clemson. That was truck. bullshit. That was an absolute – that was – a. That was uh, what we call the old backdoor screw job there. Um, that game was closer than the 31 points that Clemson won by. So just 
just FYI for the scoreboard watchers out there. We yep. should we should have covered that one, but it is what it is. That's that's the game. Yep. And then um, so that was one of my losses. The other loss I had was AM because we just put mm-hmm. minus 50. And so. they had a they had a storm delay too. They were up like I think it was 28 nothing. They had a storm delay, and I think they ended up winning 38 nothing. 31 nothing. Yeah. So I mean, after a storm delay and all that, they don't they don't no one's warmed up anymore. They didn't want to play, so it's understood. The the wild game of Florida and Utah was a fun finish. How um, did uh oh yeah, yeah, sorry. I, I see we had Utah up there. I was about to say, I was like, wait a second, Florida minus three, but I no, Utah was minus three. Utah, that's why I was just looking at Utah was minus three at Florida, took them to win Florida to win outright. It was close. It was real close. It was the best game of the weekend for sure. Well, second, I don't know. It was still a better game than LSU and Florida State, but that was a wild finish, though. Utah and Florida was a good game with two good teams. Um, LSU and Florida State was a good game with two bad teams. Yeah. But yeah, Utah had a chance to win there at the end. And uh, old boy threw a pick in the end zone when his wide receiver was sitting on his ass. Not sure what he was looking at, but yeah, it was a, that was a rough pick right there. Parrot was with me. I just threw the hands up because I was stoked at I was like, we won because we both took Florida. And uh, all you had to do was just throw an incompletion or anything, tie the game, go to overtime, but nope. Yep. No. And Michigan, uh, they won. They dominated uh, Colorado State, so they moved as from we, eight, as, we, as we said, eight to fourth in the standings. Uh, Oklahoma beat up UTEP, no surprise, and Baylor beat Albany by more than 50. So we'll take it. And then uh, and... MSU, as we said, we were talking about, hey, last year they covered, the year before they didn't. So what do they do this year? Push. <laughs> 22. Somehow 22 is the line, and that is exactly what happened. 35 to 13. Thank you, Sparty. Unbelievable. Western had that. That was another backdoor bullshit cover, too. So I'll take it. Um, so, Bear, I might need your help on this. I, I already got it up. I already got it up for you. You do have the line. All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Alabama is a 20 point favorite at Texas this week. Not Minus 20 at Texas. At Texas. Actually, at Texas, not at Cowboy Stadium, not at the Superdome, at Texas. Well, you, you are first, my friend. Let's just start with that. Not going to matter. Bama by 28. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dub is not picked yet. Gray is also taking Bama. Cody is not here. Parrot. Um, yes, Bama is probably going to steamroll them. All right. And Jeremy. I'm going to actually go with Texas to barely cover on this one in Texas. Nice. All right. Second game, number two, Georgia. Uh, they're playing at home against Samford, not Stanford, Samford. There's no line on the game. Samford is an FCS school, so put a 50 spot on her. Minus 50 versus Samford. All right. Uh, Samford and Sons. All right, Jeremy, lead us off. Uh, well, Georgia could win by whatever they want to. Um, I think it'll be – I'll go with Georgia on this. Parrot? Give me Georgia. All right. I am also going Georgia Bear. Yeah, I think uh, the dogs are going to roll. They, again, just like you said, they're pissed. They got a lot to prove. They're going to come out and win about 63 to 7, probably. All right. The Ohio State University. They are 44 and a half point favorites over Arkansas State. 
Oh, wait, you said 44 and a half point favorites. Minus 44 and a half versus Arkansas State. Correct. Coached by Butch Jones. Bear? Um, this is, uh, this will be a rather interesting sort of deal. Um, that defense, I'm going to see, see if Ohio State's defense can shut down Arkansas State like they did, um, like they did Notre Dame. But Arkansas State put up 58 on Grambling last week they won 58 to three so as much as you think this could be a pushover sort of deal man i don't know i'm gonna go arkansas state here um i think they can lose by 42 i definitely do so i'm I'm gonna go with arkansas state i am too for some reason 42 to 7 is in my head so i'm going arkansas state i think right. so. yeah by halftime um i'm gonna go with ohio state i'm gonna go the opposite way all right, Jeremy. Yeah, I think the Buckeyes are going to score a ton, so I'm going to stick with OSU. All right, number no four. Smith, no Smith and a Jigba again, too. By the way, yep, going to be out for the next two weeks. Um, let's see, Hall in Michigan. I know they're. I think they're 52, 51. 51 is what ESPN has them, so they're 51 point favorite at home against Hawaii. 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 Hmm. Jeremy. Uh, uh, let's go Michigan. Parrot. Yeah, give me Michigan. Yeah, give me Michigan. Um, yeah, I mean, they, uh, by rule of natural cause, uh, Vandy beat Hawaii in Hawaii 63 to 10. So they won, Vandy won by 53. I think Michigan can win by more than 51 in the big house at home on a night game. Hawaii's quarterback already has thrown four interceptions this year, so Michigan's defense is going to absolutely feast. All right, Clemson. I think they're playing a nobody, too, but let me see if they got a spread on it. They do not. They are playing Furman at home, so put a 50-burger on her. A lot of 50-burger. Bear. Uh, I'm going to go Clemson. I, I think they're going to they're going to roll up on Furman here, probably like 56 nothing. Their defense is really good. Their defense might score more than their offense this week. Um, I'm, so I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Furman, man. They just won 52 nothing. Barrett, give, give me Furman as well, Jeremy. I think Clemson's going to get bored halfway through this game, so I'm going to uh, go with Furman to stick with the spread here. Uh, you guys are just on the furry side, I see. Yes, we are. Uh, A&M. Um, where are they? Where are you, Texas A&M? Where are they? Hold on. There they are. Ooh, they're playing Appalachian State. Interesting. Um, at Texas A&M. Why is it spread only 50 or why is it over under only 54? Texas A&M is a 19 point favorite. Again, and they have storms predicted, just fantastic. All right. And bear. I'm going to go with. Mm. <laughs> App State, by the way, put up a 40 spot in the fourth quarter against North Carolina. Yeah, that was a crazy game. A, Texas A&M actually has a defense. Uh, and yes, Jeremy, I agree. That was a nutso game. Um, I'm going to go A&M here. 
probably it's going to be close. It's going to be close. I'm going to say AM wins by 21, but the over under of 54, I think, is super low. Um, I think that that could be hit by halftime. So if you want a good bet on the game, bet the AM and App State over. All right. Um, oh, man. They were a favorite against North Carolina, just FYI. I know. There were 62 points in that fourth quarter alone. That's insane. Texas A&M. Barrett. Uh, yeah, give me the Aggies as well. Jeremy. What was the spread? Sorry. 19. 19. 19. Oh, all right. I like I like Appalachian State. I think it'll be a 17-point game. Okay. Oklahoma. They are at home against Kent State. They are 33-and-a-half-point favorites. With an over under of 72 and a half. So it sounds like Kent State, Kent State can score. Um, Jeremy, sorry. he leads off. I like uh, Oklahoma by 34. Like it. Parrot. Yeah, give me uh, Oklahoma as well. Yeah, Kent State just got beat by 25 against uh, Washington. So I think they're going to lose by 42 to Oklahoma. That's exactly what I had them losing, 56-14. I like it. We'll see how good Washington is. I know Michigan State plays them in a couple weeks. Um, Number eight, Notre Dame. I think that they can can put some up there. Um, Notre Dame at home against Marshall. Notre Dame is a a 20-and-a-half-point favorite. 20 and a half. 20 and a half. All right. And Bear. I'm going to go with Notre Dame here. I think their defense is going to shut Marshall down. Um, Notre Dame won like 31 to three or something. Yeah. Um, I think the same thing. I mean, Marshall just put up a 56 or 55 on Norfolk State, but that's Norfolk State. I agree with you. Notre Dame is going to shut them down maybe even shut them out. Uh, I liked your score there. What? 31, three. Yeah. I think, I, was, I think they're, I was going to say like 42 to 10. Okay. I was super impressed with the way their quarterback played. I thought that that was going to be the weak spot of that game. And uh, that kid, that kid can play. So I, I think that um, I think Notre Dame, they're going to run the table until they get to Clemson. That should be a good game. But that kid can play, man. I, I thought that he would get just destroyed all night. So good good on him. Parrot? Uh, yeah, give me Notre Dame as well. And Jeremy? Yeah, Notre Dame should win easily. All right. And D and D and D. And Baylor? So this could be game of the week. They are at, at BYU. BYU. And BYU is a three-point favorite. Really? Mm-hmm. BYU just smacked somebody, too. BYU could be this year's Cincinnati. Um, if Oh, yeah, I got to type plus three. <laughs> Forgot. Really? If they, if they um, yeah, if they can, if they can win this game, they have a chance at the playoff. So. Who, BYU? Oh yeah, they're. I'm telling you, they're this year. They can be this year, Cincinnati, no doubt. All right. Well, uh, Jeremy, you're first. 
I'm going to be pulling for BYU because I like when the smaller teams have a chance at the playoffs, but I think Baylor's going to win this outright. Parrot? Um, give, me, give me BYU. All right. Um, because of the three, I wouldn't be shocked if BYU won, as Bear said, by like one or two, and I'm going to take my chances and take Baylor with the three points. Yeah, I I smell a push here. I like BYU by three, so I'm going to take Baylor just in case anything crazy happens. Love it. USC, number 10. USC is at Stanford. They are an eight-point favorite. Minus eight at Stanford, and it's on you, sir. Um, I hate, I hate eight. Eight is like the worst number ever. It's a stupid number. Um, USC, USC does what USC does. They look good against teams like Rice, um, and then they got to go to Stanford, and they let a big stinker. So I think the Lincoln-Riley era is going to get shut down here pretty quick, and Stanford is going to win outright. Really? Yep, think so. Uh, I think that the Lincoln-Riley era continues, and USC wins by two touchdowns. Parrot. Um, yeah, give me USC. Jeremy. I'm with Bear on this one. I think Stanford uh, wins. I think this is my upset pick of the week. All right. Two outright Stanfords. Michigan State, number 14. They play at home against Akron, and Michigan State is a 34 and a half point favorite. 34 and a half. Of course it is. That's perfect. <laughs> so minus 34 and a half. So we know we won't get a push here. Uh, versus. No, we won't. Akron. All right. Uh, let's see. Jeremy. Uh, Michigan State by 42. Parrot. Um, give me Akron. Uh, yeah, Michigan State, I think, is going to beat them up. Uh, they look pretty good. Peyton Thorne was on point. Get that running game going this week. Uh, Akron just won an overtime against St. Francis, Pennsylvania. So, yeah, give me wow. Sparty. <laughs> sure it wasn't St. Francis Toledo. Right. <laughs> yeah, Sparty by 38 to 42, somewhere in there. All right. So the picks are in for this week. Now we switch over to what we've been waiting for. First game of the week tomorrow. NFL defending champions at home to what maybe these all these experts are taking the uh, potential team this year. 0-4 in Super Bowls. We'll see. Bills at Rams. Bear, you got anything to say about football before we do the picks? I'm just so excited we're back. NFL's back. You guys are going to be listening to this and the NFL is back. It's very exciting. Um, I'm just, I'm super stoked. I'm excited. I love, I love this time of year. College is here. NFL is here. It's, it's the best, the best. You are first, my friend. Um, I'm going to go with the somehow underdog defending Super Bowl champs at home. Give me the Rams. I don't know why they're an underdog. They're like a two and a half point dog which I find to be wild. Um, don't get me wrong. I think the Bills hype is warranted, but it's hard to beat a team getting their Super Bowl rings on the field in a season opener. Um, so, yeah, let's go with the Rams. 
Packers. And by the way, Stafford's healthy. So I'm going to go with uh, the Bills because, you know, they lost to the Bengals. They wanted to be in the Super Bowl. They are a solid team, and they have nothing to lose. They're going to see all this stuff that's going to just piss them off. Uh, I think the Bills win. Parrot. Gosh. Um, I'm going to go with the Bills. I think that there's going to be a little Super Bowl hangover from the Rams. Well, you know Cody's taking the Rams, so you know who our pick is for the pod. <laughs> Jeremy? Yeah, I agree with uh, Parrot. I, I think the Rams are going to have sort of a letdown, and the Bills are just going to be pumped up for this, so I'm going with Buffalo. I like it. 3-3. Three, three. And uh, we know Cody's going to take the Rams, so we know what the, the podcast pick will be this week. All right, back to you, Jeremy. Saints at Falcons. I uh, got to go with the Saints. Uh, the Falcons might struggle this year. Parrot? Um, yeah, give me the Saints as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who's their quarterback? Famous Jameis. No, 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 not the Saints. Oh, the Falcons? Marcus Mariota. Yeah, give me the Saints. Yeah, Saints for dub. I'm going with famous Jameis. All right, 49ers at Bears. Speaking of Bears, Bear. Um, I think that a lot of people are going to overlook this game. Um, this could be a coming out party for Justin Fields. And Trey Lance, to me, I, I don't know, man. I just I don't quite see it. But the 49ers have more talent on their side. They have a better defense. So I'm going to take the Niners, but it's going to be a close game. So uh, I'm going to go with the Niners. Late, late score. No, Robbie, Robbie Gould game-winning field goal. How about that? What, what kind of story would that be for him to go back to Chicago and, and win there? So Yeah, uh, I also am taking the Niners. Uh, they're going to win 3-0. to zero. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it'll be that bad. <laughs> Parrot yeah, and Dub took the Niners. Jeremy? Yeah, Niners. All right, Steelers at Bengals. Jeremy? Oh boy, two teams I don't like. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> have to go zero zero tie. <laughs> Just for Parrot, I'm gonna pick the Bengals in this one. Parrot, I am going to go with the Bengals as well. I think they're the better team, and I think they are ready to have a very good year this year. So I'm excited. Till Joe Burrow tears his other knee. Shut the, the uh... <laughs> front door. Uh, the, uh, yeah. Marcus Mariota is Marcus Mariota, but we'll see. I mean, he's got talents running him. Maybe Najee runs on the Bengals. Don't know. We're going to see Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. Er, sorry. Thank you. Mitch Trubisky. I wanted to say Mariota because we just talked about him in Atlanta. Mitch Trubisky. I don't think he's the starter maybe for four or five games. Um, and then they're going to be get pissed. So yeah, give me the Bengals here, but I hope Najee runs for 203 touchdowns. God, I hope so too. Based <laughs> on every one of my fantasy teams I got, so, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going with the Bengals as well here. And so is Dub. We got uh, Dub's Lions, Eagles, and <laughs> Lions. Dub with the Lions. Um, this is though. I, I did. I did see an article that this is the first time the Lions have sold out their seats since 2019. There is a standing room only. They have sold out of all their seats. Standing room only. Big hype for the Lions. Um, 
I think it's going to be a good game, but I think the, I hope the Lions win. Don't get me wrong. I really hope they win and I'd love to pick them, but I think the Eagles offense is going to be a little bit too much for them. Yeah, I agree. AJ Brown, two touchdowns. Hope I'm wrong, baby, but go Lions. Parrot? Yeah, give me the Eagles as well. Jeremy? Yeah, this this should be a good game, though, um, but I'm going to take the Eagles. Back to Jeremy. Pats at Dolphins. Oh, this is a really good game. Uh, sometimes it seems like the Patriots start off a little slow, so I'm going to go with the Dolphins in this one. And can't win in Miami. They just never have been able to win in Miami. Mm-hmm. Parrot? Um, I am going Miami as well. Uh, I am also going Miami. I think that um, you're going to see a Tyree kill touchdown, but, uh, you know, as soon as Tua drops back, he's going to have to throw the ball so that, uh, Tyree can get to it. Um, so yeah, dolphins, I think win. I think you're going to see, we talked about this a little bit during fantasy football, um, you know, with their, their running back situation in Miami. I mean, there's, cause how many backs they got there right now? They've got what three that are pretty, pretty solid. Yeah, and Ed, Edmonds, Moster, and Gaskin, I think. Gaskin. Yeah. And then they, uh, have, and, they have Sylvan Ahmed, I think, too. Yeah. And, you know, Edmonds is going to start, but I, I bet you over time, Mostert is the starter or gets the bulk of the carries over time. I think there's going to, they're just going to run a committee there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Patriots just play like shit in Miami. Don't know what it is, but I don't think the Patriots are going to be that good this year, anyways. So they've, all the reports out of every camp is that they uh, don't look good anyways. So we'll see. Uh, I'm just going to ask, but I'm going to assume Ravens at Jets, Ravens across the board. Yes. 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 <laughs> All right. Uh, Jer- got to make his money, baby. That's right. Uh, Jeremy, Jaguars at Commanders. Hmm. It's in Washington, so I'll give them the nod here. All right. Uh, Parrot. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Commanders as well. Um, I think Carson Wentz is absolute garbage, and he's going to prove it this week. And we get Travis Etienne back with his boy, Trevor Lawrence. And I think we're going to see a Jaguars win in Washington. Dub also has the Jags. So Wentz is going to play like he did last year against the Jags in that last game. You, you make a good point, actually. Um, I think he's going to play a little bit better. Um, he's got – he has uh, McLaren. He's got Dotson around him. You'll have Gibson running the ball. Um, I saw that there was some issues with Chase Young getting hurt, which is an issue. But until the Jaguars can win some games, I'm not going to not gonna pick them. So I the commanders here. I really don't want to pick either of them, but I got to pick. This will be a fun one. Browns at Panthers. Um, as Baker said, and I quote, I'm going to fuck up Cleveland. So, yeah, give me the Panthers. Browns for Dub, no surprise there. Um, yeah, give me the Panthers. I just want to see Baker destroy Cleveland. Sorry, Jeremy. Parrot? As do I. I'm going Panthers as well. Jeremy? I saw too much of Baker to know not to pick him. So the Browns. <laughs> All right. Uh, God forbid the man wins you guys a playoff game and then you guys just treat him like garbage. It's typical Brown stuff. Oh, they got talent though. They got talent on that team. Yeah. Jacoby Brissett is, uh, he's talent. All right. He's some guy. 
Uh, I like Jacoby. I didn't say I didn't like Jacoby, but he's not talented. He's got to get uh, Amari the ball. Too. Yeah, definitely. No Beckham, no Jarvis. You got. Amari. I'd rather have Cooper than both of them. There you go. I, I agree with you, actually. Um, all right. Colts at Texans. Jeremy. Uh, I think the Texans are going to be good with Lovey this year. Good, good meaning five wins, but I'll take the Colts <laughs> here. <laughs> Barrett. Yeah, give me the Colts as well. Matty Ice coming out party. He's got a team around him. Give me the Colts. Yeah, Colts. Colts cross the board. Uh, Giants at Titans. Giants for Dub. Dub must have been drinking when he put these in. I don't think the Titans are going to be good this year, mind you. I think they're overrated, but they're not going to lose to the Giants at home. No, Titans. Derrick Henry runs all over them. Titans. Yeah, I think the Titans are overrated too, but I don't see them losing this game. Packers at Vikings. Jeremy. Uh, I think it's going to take a few weeks for Rodgers to get um, into a groove with his receivers, so I'm going to pick the Vikings in this one. All right. Parrot? Um, Give me the Vikes as well. Um, Yeah. Uh, Fuck Aaron Rodgers. Give me the Vikings. I think we'd get to this, but yeah, I'm going Vikings as well. He doesn't he doesn't play well in Minnesota. They have his number there. All right. The Kansas City Chefs at the Arizona Cardinals. Bear. Should be a good game. High scoring game, I imagine. Um, but I gotta go with the better quarterback here. So give me the Chiefs. Dub also with the Chiefs. Uh by the way, he picked the Vikings so across the board. Uh Chiefs for me. Barrett. Uh yeah, give me the Chiefs as well. Jeremy? Yeah, Chiefs. All right, Jeremy, back to you. Raiders at Chargers. AFC West starting out. Yeah, it should be a good one. Um, I'll go with the Chargers. Parrot? Man, this is tough. Um, Give me the Raiders. Yeah, give me the Raiders. Yeah, I think the Raiders, I think I had them winning the division, but uh, they're going to lose this game. And it's going to set their whole season. So um, they're going to lose at L.A. Herbert could have an MVP year this year. We'll see. But uh, give me the Chargers. Sure. Chargers for Dub. I'm going Chargers as well um, at home. I think Herbert's going to have a big day. And uh, their defensive line is – I mean, the Raiders' offensive line is probably the worst in football. Not that division in football. And you have Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa on both ends of that ball. Good luck. Yep. Bear Bucks at the boys. Um, I took the Bucks last year, and this is going to be probably the last time the Cowboys have a chance to beat Tom Brady. They never have. I think this is going to be it. One and six against Brady. Come on, Cowboys. Bucks for Dub. Uh, yeah, I agree. The everybody thinks that all these experts think that the Cowboys are nine and eight, eight and nine team. You know may not win the division Eagles win the division. Um, I think they're underestimating them. I think they're pissed off. There is no more. Uh, they had McCarthy's he's better. I think he's better than Garrett, but um, I don't think they're nine and eight team this year. So I think the Cowboys win. They have a decent strength schedule. I think I agree with you bear. They're at home. This is their one time to beat Brady. Probably their last time beat Tom. 
and I'm going to stay up for it. So we know what's going to happen. It's going to come down to the fourth because we're going to be tired and want to go to bed. That's what always happens in Cowboys games late at night. So Cowboys, Dak, winning drive. If they lose this game, though, if they lose this game, they will be Brady in the playoffs. They will be not Brady before he retires. I hope you're right. Parrot? Um, Give me the Bucs. Yeah, give me the Bucs. See, then I won't feel bad if Cody picks the Bucks and the podcast picks the Bucks. Bear and I will I already, be rooting for our put, team. I already put it on there for the Bucks. Oh yeah, I know. I know who Cody's going to pick. Uh, Jeremy, uh, I thought the Cowboys should have won last year against Tampa. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Cowboys in this one. Should have. They should. Monday offensive pass interference call at the end of it. Monday night football. Mm-hmm. Homecoming for Russell Wilson doesn't even for his first uh, away game is or his first game outside of Seattle's at Seattle. So uh, Broncos at Sea Chickens. Jeremy, I think this is for some reason. I think this is going to be an ugly game. Uh, just not much scoring. I, I think the Broncos are going to win ugly. Parrot. Um, I think Russell Wilson is going to have himself. A very nice uh, homecoming in Seattle, so give me the Broncos. Seattle's hot garbage, and uh, Geno Smith is not going to take him anywhere. I hope he gets a couple touchdowns to DK, though. I need that. But Broncos. Seattle is 100% going to tank this year so they can get Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud alongside DK Metcalf, which is why they signed him. That is my philosophy on that. They're not going to trade him. DK knows they're going to have a better, younger quarterback next year. So Seattle is probably going to get mopped quite a bit this year. Plus their defense is absolute shit. So yeah, Russell probably going to throw four TDs this week or I'm sorry, Monday. Excuse so me. Hope, so hopefully, uh, hopefully they always have to throw to DK like 50 passes a game because they're behind. And, uh, and Jeremy, since you are our, our guest this week, we always uh, split total points, go back each week. So we'll let you pick first week of the year. How many total points will be scored in the Broncos versus Seahawks game? Oh, boy, you might not want my pitch because I think it's going to be an ugly game. Uh, I'm, I'm honestly seeing like 13 to 3. Okay, 16 I just, points. I just don't think Denver is going to be – like Wilson playing with his new team is going to be ready. So. Okay. I got it. The um, uh, Parrot, you want to share that fun stat you just gave about the Ohio State-Notre Dame game? Oh, God, I don't even have it anymore. That's long gone. Notre Dame had 253 total yards on offense. 182 of them were on six plays. The other 71 were on the other 42 plays. Yeah, Yeah, I think Ohio State had more rushing yards in their last touchdown drive than Notre Dame had in the whole game, if I'm not mistaken. That's wild. So that is NFL and NCAA picks for this week. On to wrestling. Let's just talk about, well, let's talk about WWE first. So first off, Triple H got another promotion. I think this is his third in two months, right? Mm-hmm. So now he's the chief content officer. The CCO. The CCO. So he is head of talent. He is head of, um, the, oh, and they promoted Frank Riddick, the third to president and chief financial officer. 
Um, so first off, since Levesque, Triple H, Paul Levesque, has uh, taken over, he's architect a 15% spike in Monday Night Raw viewership, double-digit increase in social media engagement, and CCO, he will oversee creative writing, talent relations, live events, talent development, and creative services. The role will report directly to co-CEO Nick Khan. Yep, good for Hunter. Good for Hunter. Absolutely. And everybody is, you know, he's bringing all this talent back. We saw Braun Strowman come back this week. We knew that would happen. Um, look good, big cut wearing his skinny red jeans. And then I cracked up when he, I, I, I don't know if you got to see it, but when he ran on the outside, how he runs around the ring and like just bulldozes people, he slipped in, uh, in front of the camera, but you couldn't see, you just see him slide by. And I think he accidentally, cause, uh, who was, it was Otis and, um, Who's the other one in the Alpha Academy? Gable. Thank you. Chad Gable, like, was right there, too. And I think he fell, like, almost on accident, but on purpose, so he didn't hit Gable. And then oh, just okay. got up and trucked Otis, like, right <laughs> through the barricade. And then beat I up like the tag how, team. I like how they brought him back from commercial. I didn't watch Raw, but I saw the thing where the cars just flipped over. <laughs> Did you see that? There, there was a car flipped over that was Miz, you know, was, you know, yeah, that was, well, that's, that's just the funny part. They, like they just had a car flipped over and that's how they bring Braun back. Just made me laugh. Oh, I didn't know they brought him back like that. I, I knew that Miz, there was a car, his car flipped over and I thought it was Dexter toying with him. Um, Dexter. I, oh, okay. So maybe, but I thought they did it for, so maybe him and Braun are together or something, but yeah, I, I saw the Dexter thing where he was in like what Miz was coming down the cage and he just slides out there or whatever. Is that, <laughs> Was that real or was that fake? When he, when what? Like, so Miz is crawling out of the cage and like you look down and it's just Dexter looking up at him like half under the ring. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't see that. Uh, oh, Dexter, you gotta look up. I'll see if De- De- Dexter climbed the cage and got in the ring and lastly shut the door so that Loomis was in there and Loomis just put him to sleep and like petted him. And all I could think of was Pulp Fiction with uh zed and the gimp because that's what it looked like i thought marcellus wallace took him in and bruce willis's character i'm like the boxer and i'm like this is what it reminds me of dexter loomis is zed or the gimp and uh the miz and all i could hear is the song in the movie you you know which song i'm talking about when they have that whole scene hold on i'm gonna see if i'm trying i'm trying to remember it you, you know what scene I'm talking about, though. I know what scene you're talking about, but I, I can't remember the song. Here, hold on. I'm going to see if I can get it because I'll know I'll know exactly which song it is. Is it Zed's Dead? No, I don't think it's Zed's That's what Dead. he says. Zed's Dead, baby. That is, that is such a good soundtrack, by the way. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, oh, let's see. Royale with cheese. Uh, why can I not hear it right now? Do I have it on mute? No, I don't have it on mute. I don't know why I can't hear my music. The um... Shocking Brian Danielson beat Hangman Page. Brian Danielson did? The other guy who was in it, Hangman. I'm so shocked he lost. Of course he lost. Here, hold on. I gotta get this in my headset. Uh... Nope, nope, nope. Zed's dead. Where is it? Um, maybe they don't play it. 
Oh, here we go. Oh, they don't have it on here. Ah, oh, man. They don't have it on here, Bear. I'm going to see if I can... I think they took it off. Song. Pulp. Fiction. Let's see if we can get it here, because you can see my YouTube, right? Yeah. Can you hear it? Can you hear the ad? No. No, you can't. So let me stop sharing. Let me reshare the screen with uh, share sound. So Fox now the streaming now. home of your favorite NBC and Bravo show. I'm pretty sure this is the song. Skip the ad. Because I get to see Bruce Willis walking with that sword. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So anytime I hear that, or well, when I was watching Dexter Loomis in The Miz, this is all that was playing in my head. Dexter Loomis putting gloves on, <laughs> coming to the ring just to toy with uh, old Miz. And Wait, it's, look at I just sent it to you. Watch it. It's a Twitter thing. It's uh, it just it's so weird. I like it. I think it's good. You got to have those like sort of weird ish characters and Dexter plays it very well. So I like what they're doing with him. They're being smart. Oh yeah. And it's fantastic what you see with Dexter Loomis. Oh yes. I think this did actually happen. We're the camera. Yeah. The camera oh. shot. Yeah, it did. Dude. It's awesome. Like the camera shot's perfect. WWE played that to perfection with that camera shot. He's just sitting, he's just laying there. <laughs> oh, Dexter Loomis. So creepy. No, that's, that's what's good about him, and it's fun. I know people think it's weird, but I'm like, look, I don't care. I think it's fun. I think, And they're telling a story. People complain about WWE and stories all the time. Look, they're telling a good story. Triple H is all about stories, and they're telling them every single week with everything going on. Yes, they are. They're slowly, slowly gaining traction more and more to get people, more and more people from – AEW will pull a number this week just because of all the shit that went down because people like me wanted to see what was going to happen, which it was nothing. So their first 15 minutes of AEW is probably going to be top ratings. Everything else will be shit. No one will care. Everyone will turn that TV after that because they can't put anything together. No, they can't. And we're we're going to cover them here uh, in a moment. We'll talk about Clash at the Castle real quick. So, um, you know, not as predictable as people would have thought. Uh, nobody cleared out the board in our in our picks. Um, Thunderdome Rome, he did win. Um, he a new member of the bloodline, the third Uso. Cousin, right? Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's the Uso's little brother. Oh, okay. Solo Sokoa. So he's the third uh, Uso brother or third son of Rakishi out of four. And um, so he's there. He's now part of the bloodline. It's good to see him brought up. He was great at NXT. He's fun. He's bigger than the Usos. So that was a good uh, good choice to have him join. Uh, Liv beat Shayna, Bailey, Dakota, and EO. They all won. Um, kind of to a surprise, but not to Cody and Peapod. Seth Rollins did beat Matt Riddle. There is legitimate beef there. There is, you know, they, they but they're professionals in the ring. And, um, you know, they, and they're playing off that legitimate beef, which is good. But they're, they're both professionals. So yeah. that's great. Yeah, I was surprised by that one. So it just kind of means that feels like they're just going to keep running that storyline. So. Yep. And then Gunther beat uh, Seamus or Walter is what he is to us. 
beat Sheamus, and I sent you guys a picture of Sheamus's chest from the chops. Oh, yeah. Brutal. Brutal. Um, I did call. I was wrong on who wins. You had Edge and Ray. Parrot had Edge and Ray. And uh, the other three of us at Judgment Day had the right call, but it was after the match. So yeah, I, I saw that, and then as uh, as I'm watching this high, well, obviously, because it says, oh, Dominic finally turned. So I saw it was like after the match, and then he kicked Edge right in the donger. So, and Edge is so, Edge is so good. Just staring right just at him. Just stare at him. And, and then, then he clotheslined Ray. And then um, I love you know, this whole thing, though, with the whole Ray is making me a man. <laughs> I think that's just great. Oh, she's she's fantastic, too. And I, when she was talking on Monday, I was like, I forgot she has an accent. Yeah. Totally forgot. Ray is she might be now, in my mind, the top woman up there in in. WWE. Oh, yeah. And she's young, too. She's only 26. She's awesome. She is awesome. I love her. Yeah, she's fantastic. Only 26. And, um, you know. Maybe Dominic will be better as a heel with a with a faction. What I would love, you know, what would be fun if they had come back? That is where Bray Wyatt should come back with Judgment Day because he's a good mouthpiece too. Um, could do it. We'll see. We got time to or, see if Bray comes back. Yeah. If, did you or, watch uh, any of that? I was gonna Go say better. He comes back with Ray and um, Ray and Edge to fight him, and then turns on him. That would be great. And then. Yes. And day that way that would be nice turned out he's the lead, new leader or something like that that would be cool the and um with all that you know with Bray coming back and speaking of which did you see triple h's uh interview with bt sports did you catch that yet that was really good you should check that out he does talk about braun he's like you know they ask him about four people coming back and he's like braun yeah that'd be great you know he's like, and he didn't say he wasn't coming back he said yeah we're talking and he said Bray, like he he was cool about Bray or Wyndham Rotunda as we know him. He mentioned that he, you know, just a creative mind, but it's all over the place and you have to harness it. And sometimes he's his own worst person with creative and because he can't just stick with it and, you know, have this what he wants to do. Sasha, they said it's all communication, wherever the breakdown was. And then they asked about Dwayne and they said, you know, he was supposed to have something with Dwayne at WrestleMania when they were building that up, but you know, something came up obviously. And he's like, Dwayne is the busiest, most wanted person in the world. Yes. That is a fact. <laughs> and he said, but Dwayne can, you know, he doesn't, you can't get the feeling like you do in front of, you know, 60, 70, 80, hundred thousand people and just give you those goosebumps, you know, laying down that elbow. So, you know, if we do see Dwayne, I mean, I think what we said against Roman would be good. Um, we'll see. I know we talked about, what did we talk about? WrestleMania 40, we might have to go to. Yes. Philadelphia. That's in Philly, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's the Philly one. Yep. They got chicken in Philly. The, uh, <laughs> that's where we might have to go, but I know we got to plan this, uh, this Ireland and Scotland trip and do all the golfing, right? Yeah. Yeah. With all the money I have. Oh yeah. Forgot. <laughs> well, we might have to push it off a few years. Let's do it for my 40th. How's that? <laughs> I'm the oldest one. I'm not. I'm not saying what next year, two years ago. Come on, man. That's 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 Cody. Cody. My bad. My bad. Yeah, we'll be celebrating Cody his 60th before we get to my 40th. So, um, yeah, five years, man. We'll have uh have the well four four years four months have the 40th and then uh be good. It'd be like a late celebration of Parrot's 30th, and uh be good. Forgot how young he is. Yeah. Then we'll just uh, we'll film a podcast, you know, while we're out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Jeremy, you got to come too. 
Sounds like fun. <laughs> I like it. He can caddy for us. There we go. Because you actually have to have, like, to play at uh, the old course, you actually have to have a handicap, and it's got to be less than 30. I did look at that. Oh, wow. That's mm-hmm. pretty good. Um, so, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see. we got time. We've got a lot of golf left in us. We Speaking of golf, so I, I do want to mention, because this is how we'll, we'll wrap this up, because that's the last of uh, that before we get into AEW. Um, the, we played golf over the weekend. Um, me and it was supposed to be uh, Ben, my neighbor, and, uh, and Parrot and Brandon from the Grown Ups. But uh, Ben couldn't come. And then we had Sean, but Sean had to, to do his work. He had to work do some work on Sunday because it was going to rain on Monday. So I asked uh, old Johnny Walker at the old uh, fantasy football, Johnny Walker black label. And uh, he, he came out, met us at 7 a.m. We we let a group go in front of us. Biggest mistake we made that day. It was a two, it was a twosome and there was four of us and they held us up the whole time. Uh, what? Yeah. So- I, I, oh, I, I get a laugh. I would get into them every chance I could get. Um, you can ask Parrot first couple shots, just bombing the driver. And then I was like, dude, my driver that I just had re I'm like, it's loose. And Parrot later on says, hey, maybe the screw's loose. And, you know, we couldn't tell. And I didn't have the tool. I come home and tighten it. Screw's tight. It's all good to go now. So I used Parrot's driver and uh, Brandon's driver. And we didn't know how to do the scoring because we were playing a 2v2. Two, two two. And uh, me and Johnny, Johnny hasn't played in years. And um, so we took a lot of my shots to begin. And he, he saved us with a couple irons and putts. But uh, we were five up after nine. So we decided, hey, we'll give you 10 shots. Call it all square. First five, you know, one through five hardest holes were on the front nine. So it was perfect. Six through 10. It wasn't that way. It was one, three, five, seven, nine was the front. And then two, four, six, eight, ten was on the back. So it was perfect. And then it came down to uh, 17. We were all square. We get to 18 at Brandywine, which is a, you, then the tees were back. You have to hit it out to the fairway. And then you have to go over water to the 18th uh, green, which is big green, but it's the toughest green because everywhere they place that pin is tough. And, um, Parrot will tell you, Parrot, how was that three wood shot off the tee? I don't want to talk about 18. I hit the three wood 255 off the tee, right, right 120 out. Like, just couldn't have placed it because I thought I was going to be short because usually that's where I put it when the tees mm-hmm. are up and just bombed it and landed perfectly and finally got to use my 48 degree that I just bought because my pitching wedge is a 44 and then I have a 52 56 and a 60 so I needed that 48 got it got to use it put it on the green and um and then we had to two putt because we were down I hit but it rolled back you have to hit it high up and literally it rolls off so the pin was at the topmost point so we had a long putt up you know, two feet away and we putted it in for par parrot. They had a bad shot off the tee, both of them. So they had, but parrot, like the iron shot was just perfect and just clipped the top of the tree. Like if he could have cleared that tree, it was a beautiful shot, but it just screwed him. And he was just like, damn it done. But he, Perry, you had some, you had some bombs too, man. His three wood, he bombs that three wood. And he was, you were hitting the driver well too. I know the driver's not your thing. You, you know, you were looking at it, working on your stance and working on your swing. And he was, he was bombing that driver. He had a couple bombs. Like I've actually been, uh, I played later that day at Riverby and uh played actually did not take the three wood out once. That's good. Yeah. He, he loves it. What was that? Um, 
uh, hole number four, I think bear is I, I drove it and we were 270, 270 out. So took the three wood up and there's water on both sides. So you got to hit the three wood good, hit it up. I waited for the guys to come off. I'm like, there's no way I hit the green and parrot can tell you, I was what five, 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 10 feet from the green <laughs> off that shot. It was a three wood. Just couldn't believe it. It was good. And then I realized when I, what was it parrot? I told you when we were uh, with the nine iron, you and I both were like shocked when we hit nine irons. Cause we both hit it almost 170. Cause we were out and we're like, what the hell? And the wind, wind wasn't blowing. We look, I overshot number five, like with a nine iron, 160 out overshot it. I'm like, looked at the club. I'm like, I feel like that was the right club, but I did that with a pitching wedge. I don't have a nine. Oh yeah. You don't, he did it with a pitching wedge. Nice. He hit it like 165. I ended up hitting it. It hit the back of the green and just bounced right into the woods. Must've ate your parrot food that morning. Yeah, he was, he was hitting some good balls and um, it was fun. You know, it was good to get out there and and have uh, old Johnny Walker get out there and play some golf. He's like, I'll do better next time, you know, but on seven, <laughs> on seven, he saved me because I undershot a, a, um, undershot a club thought I could get the, the sand wedge 125. And I was like, I'm going to have to just muscle it, you know, and went and just cut it way too high. And it was short and Johnny comes up and he's like, it's all right. I got you. <laughs> Johnny puts it eight feet from the cup. <laughs> like, nice. Nice. But Parrot did the same thing, man. Parrot hit, I tell you what, Parrot hit some irons. Parrot looked good. But Parrot, what has been your downfall? I don't know. Putting? His putter. Because my putter's shit. He's got to get him a new one. Yep. Hey, man, you know what? You know what putter works for me, Parrot? Let me tell you about this putter. I bought this putter from a wonderful man for 20 bucks, and it has been my savior. Center shaft. I never had a center shafted putter. And it is, I, I don't think I'll go for anything other than a center shafted putter. See, I paid like my, my favorite. It was, it was Bear's favorite. Sold it to me for 20 bucks. I've had it for three or four years. and I just refuse to give it up because it's mm-hmm. so good for me. I mean, the, cause you, do you still have a center shafted? No, I, I have an odyssey. It's um, back shaft on that. You yeah. can see how the grips worn <laughs> even more. See, that's the thing though, is all you gotta do is just throw a new grip on that bad boy and you're good. No, I, I like grips. Yeah, I told told Parrot, you can see here the uh the old new 48. Nice. It's a beauty. And uh with the oh the Vokey design. Yeah, I forgot it was a Vokey. Bought that. It was fun. So I'm gonna get out there again. Did you end up playing uh TCC this weekend? Uh Saturday morning, that was it. Didn't play Sunday because it rained, and uh, Monday I was just being lazy. Yeah, Sunday we played because I had to get to family. Family party was at eleven thirty, so we played at seven a.m. Got yeah. out there, and and I wasn't st- waking up after the Buckeyes game from that. So yeah, what parrot? What did what we we ended up? It was three hours and forty five minutes, right? We actually, yeah, we teed off right at seven, and because um, we let the guys go early, and dude. <laughs> Like the guys behind us, so that we had to wait on like fifteen a par three, because he's the they were rolling the green and rolling the fair. We couldn't figure out why the guys in front of us were waiting, and what happened was I watched him off on the side because the tee box for that is right next to the green. 
for uh, 14 and couldn't figure out why they were sitting there and uh, or 13 was where we we're hitting this par five. And, you know, I look at it and I'm like, all right, I'm 182 out. So I hit a seven, you know, up on the green and Barrett hit a bomb and, you know, went over the green, you know, from where they were. And we're just like, what the hell? Why are these guys sitting there? We roll up and they're rolling the fairway in the green for the par three. We're like, the hell's going on? So we knew this twosome who had gotten ahead of us a little. Now we're going to sit behind them. And they even offered for us to go. I'm like, no, just go. And then the guys behind us who Norm is the pro, like one of the, and he's not one of the pros. He's our club champ for the past couple of years. Older guy. He's like, that is the slowest fucking twosome I've ever seen. And I said, well, they got held up because they're rolling. He's like, yeah, you got still the, <laughs> got the, got the, uh, landscaping people out there. ahead of you? Yeah. No, they, yeah, they were slow. It was bad, but I digress. Anyway, you know, got, got a couple rounds left, uh, in the season. And then once, uh, the old, uh, new Batman kid comes here, then, uh, it's going to slow down for me a little bit, but to AEW, we had 75 matches on the card and, uh, I think it's still going on. Yeah. Uh, Cody, Actually had the most, just as he did at Clash at the Castle with five. Cody had 11 of the 14 matches we knew about. I think there ended up being 15 or 16. So Cody uh, was the winner for the week, and uh, I had 10, and everybody else had eight. Dub did not pick for Clash or AEW, not that I'm aware of. So updated standings, uh, myself, 86, Jake and Peapod at 75, Cody, 74, Bear, 73, Brandon, 59. So dub is uh, pretty much out of this, but the, the big take from this is like, like bear said, there was not, none of the matches were noteworthy. Christian somehow won. And I didn't see it, but I saw it was 20 seconds over jungle. He didn't, Boy. He didn't win. It was, what happened? it was a, it was a small, someone came in and beat. Christian's hurt. He got hurt at some point, which they're saying is a serious injury. So someone came in and I think, um, knocked out Jungle Boy or something. I think he just laid on him or something, shit like that. I, I can't exactly. Or I I didn't see that or watch it, but I thought that's what I heard happen. But yeah, I know Christian has an injury. They said a pretty serious injury. He's going to be out for a little while. No, I didn't see what it was, but it's what I heard. Well, we'll see. Um, but the only thing, like Jericho beating Brian Danielson was kind of a surprise. Mm-hmm. But I see they they have a little feud going on, so fine. Um the elite shock they won. Um, kind of, kind of, but not. Yeah. They they won and then had to give them up. Um, are they doing attorney for that or when, when are they doing the trios titles? Uh, that was, I think, earlier today. I think oh. that I'm not sure if it was between Dark Order and Best Friends. I'm assuming Dark Order because they're the ones who fought them, anyways. So. Pock and dark, dark order. So they won it and they vacated it. So death triangle are the current champs. Yeah. Which is dark order and Pock. death triangle. Same thing. I think the Lucha brothers and Pock. Yeah. Ray Phoenix and Penta Oscuro. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. So, so they're the champs so oh yeah because who lost was hangman page in the dark order in the final so yeah, yeah, now, yeah that's what it was yep so now it's the pock and the so the death triangle all right yeah, it was either them or best friends 
So they're both in their first reign as a team and individually. How does that work? You know, it's AEW. They're not going to be around for another two years, so no one gives a shit. Yeah, and then uh, what didn't make any sense at all, Punk gets squashed and then turns around and wins the title. And then shoots and talks shit about everybody and then uh, gets suspended and loses the title. Yep, and, uh, you know, takes the title off. MJF comes out as the Joker, has the mask on. He's the devil in disguise, and, you know, he's the guy. So, um, yeah. And he technically didn't even win it. Somebody else won it. He wasn't even the one who won the title. Because that dude unmasked, I think. Who? The guy who won the Casino Royal. It was a black guy. Don't even know who it was. He unmasked. He won it. There was five other people who unmasked or whatever around him. And then they went and they gave it to MJF. And that's when he came out at the end. So MJF didn't even, he didn't even win. <laughs> Nobody they, won. I thought they said MJF was, he was the one in the ring. They just unmasked randomly somebody else to make you think it was somebody. And oh, maybe. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see it. I just know that it, he came out of the end with it, but I, I thought they unmasked everybody in the ring from what my understanding was. But again, I don't know. Didn't watch it. Doesn't matter. It's again, they have their own issues. They can't even keep people from fighting with each other. So. Yeah. And you know, the whole scuffle. And they didn't even, fight, and they didn't even fire Ace. They didn't even fire him. They suspended, they took him off the road. And they, they said they were going to talk. I just read this. Uh, AEW suspended the elite and stars who were involved in the backstage fight. So Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Pat Buck, Michael Nakazawa, Brandon Cutler, and Christopher Daniels have been suspended following the backstage fight. And Ace Steel, uh, fight with CM Punk and Ace Steel that took place after the scrum. The report also stated that Punk and Steel will either be among those suspended by the company or will no longer be a part of the company by the end of Wednesday. Punk meeting with Tony Khan on Tuesday with the two being able to discuss how an AEW departure could be handled. <laughs> so I think they're realizing, you know, that stuff, I, I had a chat with Peapod, all that stuff that uh, Triple H was saying about Punk being his own worst enemy. I think people are seeing that now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Cena said it. Triple H said it. Obviously, Colt said it. <laughs> A lot of people have said it. So usually, you know, if it's one person, okay. Two, maybe just some people don't like you. When you have three, four, five people saying the same thing about you, I think there's a problem there. Yeah. So it's going to be, it is what it is. Whatever. AEW, we're, I don't think they're going to last too long. It seemed like they might, but no, I don't know about that anymore. No, they, they can't handle it. TK, when he saw what, – what did CM Punk say in that interview? And TK's just like, Jesus, when he said uh, he's making me fight all the – all these assholes or whatever. Uh, yeah, and he just um, – he just kind of like scoffed and looked at him or something like – or Tony, you know, looked over at him with his eyes like, what are you talking about? He knew what he was doing, and he couldn't even – couldn't even stop him from doing it. He's right there. He runs this thing. He should have said, cut it. Mike, gone. See you later. You can't stop what someone's going to say, but you can cut it and stop right there and go, dude, what, what just happened? Right. Well, uh, 
we ran long here and we still got a show to do. So we're going to thank some people. Thanks to Wes Anderson for moments in time. Thank you to Crandall's Quality Landscaping. Thank you to all of our clothing. Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com. And Sparty, Steve, as always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. UFC 279 this weekend. Cosmod over Nate Diaz. Cosmod's going to kill him. Get those NFL picks. Colts over Eagles. Super Bowl.